What's the opposite yeah. of hilarity ensuing? Well, um, I've got a question of what, what other things ensue. The onset of despair. Yeah, but it doesn't ensue, though, does it? No. Um, disaster can ensue, I think. Yeah, no, I think disaster, I think so, yeah. disaster ensues, yeah, that works. You don't get harbingers nice. of uh, anything nice, do you? I feel like I feel like the harbinger concept is sort of everything is terrible. A, I think a harbinger is um, like a a kind of omen that is mm. is is specific bad. to bad things. That's why. So what's the what's the word for a good omen? Um, I don't know. I'll take away a. It's, it's it's not bringer. I know, but that was as good as I could do on three seconds notice. But you know, I, I feel harbingers are sort of like I don't need the harbingers to tell me that everything's going to be tomorrow. I just need to wake up and discover in what new way someone has oh, fucked everything up. Yeah, nice. you vanished for a second. Me then? Mm. You you just blinked out of existence briefly. You're also like oh. behind on those squiggly lines. So, I'm sure that's fine. Yeah, whoever edits this is going to have fun. But no, worry. it's been fine historically. It's not probably okay. well, uh, no, no, nobody ever edits any no, episodes anymore. So it's yeah, we should largely moot. Probably do that at some point. I might do some on the weekend, but yeah. mm. sorry, my cat. Uh, it's distracting. Your cat's what? Being very cute. Oh well, stop it at once. Well, how is everybody? It's been a while. Chaos ensues. Okay, chaos ensues. Yes, yeah, but that's yeah. not positive usually. No, no, but we were we we wanted to know what other things ensued. Mm. Yeah, hilarity, hilarity and, chaos. and chaos are definitely yeah. the main two. Yeah. The two main parts of the human experience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can often be quite linked. Oh, you ha- you rarely have one without the other. Mm. Unless you are the focus of the chaos, um, in which case you rarely find it hilarious. Well, then you should just lose lighting up, shouldn't you? Stop being so stuck up. That's fair. Mm. I'm going to open a beer. Whose? Yes. I have hot chocolate, and I'm running out. I don't have any rum to add to it, unfortunately. I mean, what's the point, then? I mean, really? Why should we start in the bin? Some tequila? No, I have some ouzo, but I don't think that would go well with hot chocolate. Mm. Go well with anything. You don't know it would. No. Well, no, I I have a fairly good... So, in in baking disasters recently, I did the classic thing of buying some bananas with the intention of being healthy, and left them long enough that they turned into black bananas and so I had to make them into banana bread. Um and one of the recipes I did. Um one otherwise I'd be doing food waste and that'd be awful. But one of the recipe things for um the banana bread recipe I have is like you soak some sultanas in rum or whiskey for a bit and then sort of boil it off a bit. And I didn't have any rum or whiskey. Um so I, No I had sultanas, that was fine. So I soaked them in ouzo. Um <laughs> Mm. and then put them in a banana bread. And it wasn't awful, 
but it definitely took away rather than added to the nature of the banana bread. Do you think you could have not soaked them in anything? I mean, conceptually, yes, but then... Yeah, why are you I, bothering? It was in chaos and anarchy. The recipe demanded soaking in alcohol. The recipe demanded sacrifice. And definitely on Dan's side here. He did the best yeah. he could in a difficult situation. Hmm. What is there a banana-based spirit? Banana liqueur, I think. Yeah, but like, is, is there a banana-based would... spirit that doesn't taste like antibiotics? No, yeah. I don't think so. You would think that there would have to be Maybe on the basis that it's this so sugary, such a good yeah. source of sugar. Mm. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. Every other fruit. I mean, maybe not even a spirit, a, but maybe a like a, like the equivalent of wine or cider. Wine. Just, just yeah, banana wine, just crushed up. Yeah, like banana meat. Or banana cider. So apparently, uh, in Tanzania, you get banana wine, which is a fruit wine mm. made exclusively from, as you may have guessed, bananas. Um, yeah, which is uh, mashed bananas, water, wine, yeast, and sugar. And, That's um, delicious. You you got a full recipe there, Dan. You could make that. Yeah, you could have well, done no, that. Waste, yeah, he's wasted all his, his dodgy bananas on on substandard banana bread. Buy some more bananas. Don't eat them, <laughs> and you can make <laughs> some banana wine. Well, so the thing is, saying ripe bananas are peeled and put into plastic barrels. The barrel contents are then mashed, and the banana mash is transferred to large metal pots and boiled for several hours. So I don't mm-hmm. think I can do that. Can, you I don't think you have to put the bananas in a plastic barrel to mash them. I think that's... You've got Tupperware. I think, I think on the pans. scale that you're doing it, you probably don't need barrels. There's mm. a there's a fun you thing like you can do... You need a potato and um, some bananas. There's a fun thing you can do with um, the skins of pineapple, which mm. is uh, basically allow it to naturally ferment... I think it's called something like tapache. I've made it a few okay. times because you think, oh, I've I've created all these this um this peel that you put mm. it in a pan with water and some sugar, and then you just you just leave it for a bit, um, <laughs> and then and then uh, you you have a mildly alcoholic fermented drink. It's like um kombucha. Okay. Sort of. Probably quite I've never good for you tried kombucha because horrible... I think it is drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite nice in fairness. Mm, I don't think it is. That's the sort of thing that kombucha say. wankers say. Yeah. I think it. I think it's awful, mm. awful, disgusting shit for twats. So I will say apparently the other thing you should do with banana, pineapple peel is just cover it in rum, and you end up with pineapple rum. Apparently that's delicious. You could just buy some pineapple Malibu. Pineapple Malibu isn't delicious. It's the same. But it's made badly. You're made badly. I know. I feel that every day that I wake up and try to move my back. But um... mm. I've been to an osteopath. Oh, no. He's been, he's been cracking my bones and things. It's great. Oh, that sounds actually quite nice. Yeah. Good. Has that um, improved? You'd have to pay him forty-five pounds, but yeah, my uh, my neck and back were all fucked, mm. and I was getting pins and needles every time I like 
bent my head downwards so I couldn't read. Mm. It was just doing that. But it's helped a lot. Good. And uh, all I need to do is go and see him once a month and I don't have to correct my posture. Yeah, correcting posture is hard. Like, my posture's... Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm way past being able to correct my posture at yeah. this point, I think. Yeah, it's a lost cause. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just pay a man to just crack all my joints mm. until they feel broadly fine. Yeah. Is there a like a certain number of times that'll work? Um you at some point probably. Probably, but I think <laughs> not necessarily as a direct result. No, exactly. Well, I don't know. He could he could be a murderer. I haven't I haven't had him checked out by a private eye. Mm. If he's a murderer, he's got a bad job a if you keep going back and surviving. Well, he's got to make a living as well, though, hasn't mm. he? Gemma once um, went to a hypnotist, but she didn't go in and have the appointment because when she got to the house where it was, there was a mattress in the garden, and she thought, this is awful. I'm not going to let this person hypnotise me while I'm in his house. I, and she didn't even go in and find out. Was, it was, was like a mat- really shit area. Maybe the mattress was specifically positioned there so that when they hypnotised you to jump out of the bedroom window, <laughs> you landed on the mattress yeah. and you were fine. But she, she decided no good can come of this. Um, whoever is hypnotising people is definitely murdering them or worse. Getting them to murder other people would be the obvious thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If I, I suppose um, if you are a murderer, you do it because you love the sport. You don't want other people yeah. to do, your, well, maybe, do the yeah, murders for you. A contract killer, but you instead of doing it yourself, you hypnotise other people to do it for you, so they can't be traced <laughs> to you. Like the way the CIA, um, the CIA brainwashed um, Mark Chapman to assassinate John Lennon. Mm. The radio presenter who does the football. That's right, yeah. He's made one well, heck of a comeback, his, hasn't he? Yeah. He did his time. He's doing didn't very he? often. You've got well. to believe yeah. that, people, um, say, you know, people talk about cancel culture, but it turns out you can come back from anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what happened was he uh, he did um, prison radio, a bit like hospital radio, and that was his first, that was his first big break. Literal captive audience. Mm. <laughs> Well, not with the budget cuts, they can all get out quite easily now. Oh, did you see the um, the escapee? Um, he's pleaded oh, not guilty. Let me see who this is. He pleaded not guilty to escaping from prison. Oh, no, it's bonkers. <laughs> also, I don't know what his, his line of defence is going to be though, right? Because it's like, okay, you've pled not well, guilty. You were found outside of like, prison. Yeah, so we, we found you outside prison. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess you could argue it's, it's like the sort of this, that the like a defence that's quite often given when people like circumvent security measures, right? Is that they the, they argue that the measures were so weak that what they did wasn't technically circumvention, right? Because they were functionally not a security measure. So maybe that's going to be his argument. It's like it was so easy for me to for, to, to get out of prison that it wasn't technically an escape. Maybe yeah. maybe he says. Um... I, I escaped by accident. I was playing a game of hide and seek with my friends, and I hid Bam, under bang. a vehicle. And then the vehicle left the prison. <laughs> Maybe he's gone really bold, and he's just going to say, "No, I was. I was never in this prison. 
I don't, I don't know who any of you are. I was going to say that, like, they had, like, he was always planning to just go back. He was just, you know, he just popped out for a bit. And if they hadn't come and, like, grabbed him, he'd have been back by the evening. Like in the film uh, Filofax, where the lesser Belushi escapes from prison so he can go and watch um, Chicago Cubs playing in the World Series. And he accidentally finds the Filofax of um, a yuppie, and then they um, live, then they switch lives. Okay, I, I don't think I've ever seen that film. It's on Channel 5, well, that, I think, once then? a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. I've, it's also called Taking Care of Business. For some reason, it has two names. Interesting. I've never heard of that, but I have heard of, and I do remember the film Trading Places. Um, so, uh, and that involves a, like a, a lifestyle swap. So I'm going to sort of imagine, yeah, Eddie Murphy and um, maybe one of the Ghostbusters. Not he gone? He, probably. Right. I don't think it's Bill Murray. It's not Bill Murray. But one of the other ones, not the thin one, not the black one. Who who am I left with? Harold <laughs> Ramis. Oh, Egon. No, Egon's the thin one. Yeah, he's the thin one. Oh, is he the thin one? Yeah, or? not not Ramis. The other I'm one. Thinking of that oh, so, so, yeah, that, yeah, probably him. But I'm not certain about it. I mean, it, it might not even plausible. be a Ghostbuster. But anyway, yeah, yeah that, I feel like it would be difficult for like Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd to seamlessly swap places and nobody notice. Uh, or that just the bank, the bank. Um, the, there were two old, there were two old bankers, and they did a bet. So they they took somebody that was was well off and took away all the money, and then they gave somebody that was was very poor and down. Right, I see. They weren't um, they weren't like a, just a pretending to be each bank. other. No. Okay, that's more plausible. Mm. Okay, and it was something to do with with um, stocks and shares and the price of orange juice at the end. Oh, I see. So it was a clever pun. Yeah, it because it was called Trading Places, but it was about a stockbroker who was right. I see trading so, yeah. things. What would have been even should have been he should have switched places with a, a fisherman, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and in the end, what they should have sold to or not sold, I can't remember to kind of make their money at the end. It shouldn't have been like stocks of orange juice. It should have been stocks in in a fishing company that that only caught and mm. sold place are you thinking of freaky friday where Lindsay lohan and jamie lee curtis switch places well yeah kind of but also also i'm more thinking about the 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 boy version of that what's the boy version Mm. of that no not vice versa i'm thinking about vice versa was a poor man's big that is true it was Yeah, this is very all right. Well, annoyingly, I haven't filed paperwork for Izzy to be allowed to leave guides on her own, so I have to go and get her. <laughs> that was that was uh, yeah. that was your plan. It just mm, was that the phone call right now? You have not collected your daughter. Why no, have you not collected the, your daughter? She's not due for ten minutes, but um, the issue was she told them that she was riding her bike home on her own, and they oh. said, "Hey, fucking aren't we? Haven't had any paperwork from your dad." So they phoned me. She went that figures. But 
And you said, well, like, uh, you know, it's fine by me. Yeah, but she said there's been no formal documentation. I think it has to be signed by a notary. Oh, God. And filed with um, a solicitor, signed in triplicate. Sounds about so right. So I will go in five minutes. Okay. Um, and then, but I, I, I'll only be 10 minutes, so I can I can come back for the end. It'll be exciting. I can it guess is, what you've been talking about. It is quite dark outside for riding a bike. lights on a bike. Yeah. Not a light on a helmet. Hmm. But, um, so in order to not abandon her into the dark and be a good dad, I have to abandon Josh at home who is in bed. and I have to leave him by himself. So one of, one of them is not likely to survive the night. And it's kind of like Sophie's choice now. I have to decide which one. Yeah. Uh, which one I'm going to spare. Maybe we can, we can kind of be virtual babysitters. You could, I could take the computer downstairs and you could just keep an eye on him. Yeah, if you just you drag, downstairs, drag him out of bed just... and make him go and sit in your chair in the office. He could go and get busy. They didn't say look after adult. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but he's been learning about internet safety, so he would know that um, he wasn't allowed to speak to you. Smart. Um, You'd have to set up a child's account on Roblox and speak to him through that. Like everybody who wants to be a child. All other men. Yeah. <sighs> I've got a question. Is, um, uh, you don't have to answer. You tell me it's none of my business. But um, where's Gemma? Oh, she's left me. Because, well, uh, I mean, no, she's. <laughs> she's <laughs> all the obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very plausible, isn't it? Um, <laughs> She is uh, in London for two days for work. Right. Uh, okay. So I have had a curry tonight. Nice. Ooh. Have you fasted a lot? No, not yet. I'll do that later. Okay. I was going to get um, a Five Guys because Five Guys has opened in Lincoln. Yeah. That was going to be a real treat. But the problem is Five Guys opens in October. And I didn't oh. know that. Bummer. So then I was sad for a bit and then I got a curry instead. I had a curry tonight as well. What did you have? I had a uh, butter chicken. Nice. I had a Rogan Josh. But mine was cooked in the house, so. Oh, then uh, mine was better by default. Yeah. I think we all understand that. Yeah. I had um, base gravy so I could make my own takeaway curries at home. And every single curry I made just tasted like a very bland curry. It was a massive waste of time. Yeah. I think well, it's I'm because- glad that you took the hit so that we don't have to. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't bother. The idea is, if you can get the base gravy right, they can be as good as takeaway curries, and it saves you a lot of money. Um, but it was just very very bland. I think the problem is that all the takeaway places and and any restaurant makes the food taste good by just adding butter and salt and sugar until it tastes nice. I mean, I put fuck loads of ghee in it. Okay, and. All sorts of spices, loads of shit. I think the problem is I haven't got a pot that's been doing nothing but cooking curry for the last 30 years and has never been washed. I've got pots that have never been washed. It's not cooked enough curries in them. Yeah. I think that's uh, probably quite key to it. Yeah. Like a tagine. I had a tagine once and I cooked like three things in it and then was just like, this is. 
was sort of money. You are exactly the sort of it. person I would expect to have had a tagine, yeah. tried it once, and then put it at the back of the cupboard. Yeah, no, I'm bang to rights. Bang yeah. to rights. Have you got a bread maker, Daniel? No, because I'd be rotund. <laughs> I would just eat bread. Uh, who's <laughs> going to say it? <laughs> I'm fat. I'm not rotund. Like I can still like get up and down my stairs. You'd have to roll me everywhere if I had a bread maker. You're robust. I am robust. You're sturdy. Yes, doughy, weighty. Well, not doughy. I doughy like the like the little Pillsbury doughboy. I'd love to Mm. poke that belly. (laughs) Lovely. Yes. I'm thinking of getting a bread maker. I mean, it sounds incredible just having like the fresh bread breaking smell, warm, nice fresh bread all the time. Well, I've got the I've got the coffee machine now, so if I get Ooh. a bread maker as well, I'd have all the smells needed to sell a house, wouldn't yeah. I? Mm-hmm. Are you planning to sell your house? No. If you, as long as you cut your grass, it's a big waste, as well. big waste of money, then, isn't it? Mm. I've got I've got a lawnmower. Yeah, just a petrol lawnmower. <laughs> just run that in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the good smells. That does the reason nice. I'm thinking of getting a bread maker is because I listened to a podcast with the Van Tullican brothers about ultra processed foods. The Van Tullicans are identical twins who are both doctors and they make um, TV shows and radio shows for the BBC about how to be healthy. And they made a TV show about ultra processed foods. And um, it's made me worried about everything I eat. So you want to process more of your food yourself? Yeah, to make it less less processed. I mean, ultra is good, right? That's really good. Mm. I make a, jo- a similar joke uh, at work about all of our outstanding assessments. And mm. I say, we must be doing a really good job to have so many outstanding assessments. <laughs> Yeah, when I was working in the NHS, that basically made the same gag about the teenage pregnancy team. <laughs> also, the uh, even better than the teenage pregnancy team was the smoking while pregnant team. Exfiltrate a daughter from guides. So I'll be back okay. shortly. I always thought it was a terrible, you know, message to to send people. Um, mm. That was in the days when the NHS had budget for teams. Yeah, we don't anymore. What are we going to do now Now Graham's away? Misbehave somehow. Do you know what would be fun? What would is be fun? if we were able to successfully frame him for murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither of you do hypnosis, because we've already covered this. <laughs> we could... I mean, we, we could we do something clever with computers so that it seems like he's there typing stuff on his computer and then use that to somehow murder someone. And then he gets back and then and then two or three minutes later, the police burst through the door and arrest him. And we could all say he was there the whole time and we, we saw him do it, but there's nothing we could do to stop him because we're just on the computer. I mean, we could, but then like we'd be called to testify, and it'd be a lot of work. There are a lot of podcasts about um, uh, getting people that were wrongfully convi- convicted outside of out of prison, aren't there? 
overturning so you want to do a podcast about getting somebody somebody um, who is innocent but but getting them getting someone wrong, get, so you want a podcast about getting someone wrongfully convicted yeah i think there's not any like that are there there's all I mean, the, it's certain, all the do yeah, no, it's definitely are, a niche that's unfilled, unfilled. All the do-gooders are, are getting people out of prison who've been wrongfully <laughs> convicted. But I think if you have like a prequel to that, well, so is it, isn't that podcast called like Making a Murderer or something? Because because that would be literally what we're doing. Mm, well, we're not making a we're doing a murder. Surely it would be called doing a murder and and framing. Uh, it doesn't have the same ring to it as a podcast title, does it? It's got something pithy, short, memorable. Um, wrongful conviction. Fuck them guys. Short, but yeah. it, it's it's possibly too vague. Um. That kind of covers too many like possible scenarios. We want something that that you know speaks to the brand that we're trying to build. Um, and of course, the problem with doing that podcast is that it's all very well. We do the podcast; it's very successful. Graham goes to jail. Um, we get millions of fans. But then, how do you like one up it for season two? Well, then the sequel. The sequel, I think, would be us then us then trying to get him out of prison and using the evidence of how. Some mysterious people uh, tricked him into, you know, did did the setup in the first place. But the trick is then to pretend that it wasn't us. Yeah, that's the hard bit. Mm. In exonerating Graham, we don't convict ourselves. Sure, maybe we could like do a do a plea deal or something, or we could we could <laughs> flee, but but somewhere what non extradition country? Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's got to be Germany, like. Germany is now a non-extradition country on the basis of how shit our prisons are. They won't. They won't extradite people because of safety concerns. What? Cause they're, they're, oh, not because they just think they'll immediately escape. No, no. The the you know the conditions that they'll I mean, be that might come into as well. Yeah, I mean the conditions are fucking horrible. Mm. Um, you know, in Germany, it's not against the law to try and escape from prison. Well, a lot of countries, yeah. it's not against the law to try and escape from prison. It's a fundamental right to try and escape. Yeah. Well, but, like you think about it, right? Because if it, I, t- I kind of get it, because the the punishment, right? They 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 catch you again, they put you back in prison. You still serve your sentence, but you don't get extra punishment for having escaped. You know, which fair enough, really. Um, but we we like to do extra punishment because we're dicks. Yeah. I think it depends how you escape. I mean, yeah, I okay, think like if you, but I think you get like someone you over can, the head and escape. That's naughty, isn't it? Well, that's still, that, the, that's, the, you can still they can do you for the assault bit there, even mm. if it's not the actual escape that they do you for. Mm. Like if you like murder six guards on your way out, well, that's six murders. They can do you for yeah. that. They don't need to also tack on while escaping from prison. Yeah. Okay. Right. New idea. Season two is. Is helping Graham escape from prison, where we've we've had him wrongfully convicted, right? Wow! And I then like season it. season three is us tricking him again <laughs> and getting him sent to prison again. 
I feel like after that, he probably wouldn't then let us help him escape a second time. I think he'd probably be like, no, I, I've, I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> so then season four is us tricking him into letting us help him. <laughs> Just like, you know, giant fake mustaches or a fake clean shaven in my case. And um, yeah, job's good. Clean the- shaven. Yeah. Is that like, like a sort of a bald wig over your chin? Exactly like that. So exactly like that. It is in fact that, yes. So I think the the problem we've hit upon is is very similar to the good place in the that if we if we are successful in getting him in locked up in prison in season one, it's like, well, what do we do with the rest? Now well, that I mean, it's, that it's, the classic, it's the classic prison break problem, which is that yeah. season one mm-hmm. is them escaping from prison, and at the end of season one they do it, and then somehow they manage to milk another six seasons yeah. out of them not being in prison. Mm. It's like the whole premise was them escaping from prison. Yeah. I would You sold it on the premise here, folks. Where is it? Yeah. I would like to circle back to Dan's um fake clean shavenness because yeah. my my dad, who always wore a beard, had an idea that a really good way When you say to, always wore a beard, it, it that implies that it was a fake beard that he was no, I think I think it's an acceptable it's an acceptable term to say somebody wears a beard. Um, but his idea was that you could you could shave and then do a robbery, right, and then have a fake beard that you put back on and that your neighbours saw from a distance, right? And and they would think the, you hadn't shaved. They would think you hadn't shaved, um, and then. His idea was that by the time the police came to question you, you'd have been able to have grown enough of a beard to have said, "Well, I've always had a beard," and like, you know, well, my neighbours, my neighbours have saw me all this week. I waved to them when I put the bins out. Um, I waved to them when I was sort of walking the dog in the morning. The, the trick is to the trick is to always stay far, far enough away. away. You can't tell it's a fake beard, and 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 for the police not to find your your fake beard. But you see, I, I think I think the um, the beard bald wig does this job just as well. You do the you do the crime as looking like a clean clean shaven person. Take the wig off, and then suddenly you've got a bushy beard, and you couldn't have grown that in five minutes. Like this lustrous thing is the work of so. Weeks. The issue the issue I think you're going to have, Daniel, mm-hmm. is how convincing your your. Bald chin wig is going to look. I don't think it's going to look like your real face. But that's fine. I'll just be ugly. Like people don't, you know. It's not. It's not that. It's the fact that your your <laughs> the lower part of your face will look like stretched plastic. You're very. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm a burn victim or something. I don't think people normally normally ask robbers like, "What's wrong with your face?" Exactly. If people think I'm a burn victim, no one's going to talk to me. I I have a I have an image of um, uh, it's a slightly crude image, but but when when people wear like swimming costumes that they've not really properly 
properly trimmed mm. their 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 yeah. undercarriage, and you have just like poking of... out from all around the sides. They've got an image of of like you wearing a like a swimming cap over your chin, but like also because you've got to deal with the moustache as well. So you'd have to like you'd have to have it like <laughs> this over here, and then cut a hole for the mouth. <laughs> so you then have like the mouth hole with like the hair coming out of the mouth hole. I just look like someone who's gone down on Carlac. It's fine. Hello, I'm back. Hello. I'd like to assure you that we haven't used this time to to plot anything awful against your mm. person. Um, we've just been talking about Daniel wearing um, what what he's terming a a, a clean sha- a, a bald cap for his face, like a yeah, yeah a clean shaven wig, Doing which is, is to make it look like he's clean shaven. He can wear it over his over his beard. He can commit crimes and then take it off, and everyone will go. Well, it can't be that guy because the guy that committed the crimes is clean shaven. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, Graham gets it. Makes a lot of sense. Now, if you saw somebody that had got like a swimming cap stretched over their face, um, yeah, would you assume that they were clean shaven? <laughs> yeah. Or, or in the context of a crime, would you think that they were trying to to hide a, a feature of their face? It depends. Are you also planning to wear nose glasses while you commit this crime? <laughs> what is a nose glass? Nose like glasses. Those, those comical... you know, the, the comedy, like a pair of glasses with like a oh, fake see. nose attached. <laughs> and the like the moustache. I'd have um, the... the so you beard wig on. And then a fake beard over the top. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. <laughs> I've worked out the ultimate. Like a really <laughs> obviously, really obvious fake. Yeah, really yeah, obvious yeah. fake so that everyone knows. Well, that guy's obviously wearing a fake beard. Yeah. And then when they come, the police come around to your house, like, well, no, officer, this is a real beard. Why would I wear a fake beard over a real beard? That would be insane. Maybe even yeah. as you're escaping, you let your fake beard fall off so they can see yeah, it from a distance. Ah, oh, it's definitely a fake beard. That clean shaven guy. Yeah. He's got a weird. He's got a weird, lumpy face, but he's a clean-shaven guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's very bad at shaving, but he does. Yeah, the double bluff. Yeah. Do you think you could go for a a, a triple bluff? <laughs> I could make it a ginger beard. At a certain point, though, you're making your face so large that it's implausible. <laughs> I'm a large person. People will just accept it. Well, that's also good part of the disguise, isn't it? Because yeah. when they're, they're doing the photo fit, they would just have somebody with an uh, absolutely enormous face. Mm. Like Desperate Dan. And then they'd arrest him and say, yeah, I mean, he's got quite a big face, yeah. but it's not that yeah. big. So mm. you're free to go, sir. Yeah. Do you mind if we just have a look at uh, your internet search history? <laughs> <laughs> and I would say no. I have fundamental rights. Actually, I don't anymore, do we? No, I say, God damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I? Are we going to have to go to the post office and get a porn license, a wanking license? I think we are, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think, well, oh, I brilliant. assume that's. Did it actually get included as part of it? It's off to the Queen, apparently. Well, I know the online safety bill got passed. Was it. the wanking license still in it or did it get removed? I can't remember whether it was actually included as part of the final. Bill. Well, they said that they have to do proper age. Verifications. Oh, that means yeah, it means wanking license then, doesn't it? That that must mean wanking license. So, I mean, are people going to have to get a wanking license to download this podcast because of all the naughty swearing we do? Probably, yeah. I I don't think so. I think it is only 
pornographic content that you have to get the wanking okay. license what for. If, what if uh, Dan does some like erotic stories? What, like what if we some, some erotic stories about Daniel? Yeah. We have an erotic yeah. story on here already, and it comes more with a public health warning than a sexy content warning. Do you remember, Daniel, when I, mean, I was, I don't think there was true. I don't my think little towel and you were... Like you, there's there's more than one, because I read quite a lot of that Thomas Tank Engine erotic fan fiction. Yeah. That was the one I was thinking of. And the robot, mm. the weird robot wars one as well. And the Pokemon one. Yeah, I listen about that one, the best. Good. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there's certainly there are episodes that would uh, that would border on necessitating it. Um, so we might be in a little bit of trouble there. Um, mm. We'll just say um, Dan's legal department, he was in charge of getting all the permits. I mean, honestly, like, I don't mind it so much. It's just the bit where they make you stand there while they take like five or six photographs of your penis to get it in shot properly um, to put on the license. Mm. Uh, mm. that's the, the bit I'm, I'm uncomfortable with is the fact that every time you shave your balls you have to get a new photo done that's what's annoying yeah well I mean and when, when, when you come around to re- when, when it comes around to renewal they have to like compare your current state to the photo and see if it's representative to see if you need a new one or not mm. I uh, I suppose if you go to Europe you're going to need an, an international permit oh yeah it, it. yeah since since we've left the eu they're not going to accept the the british wanking license on the continent that's ridiculous mm. it's an e112 for wanking yeah e111 for health e112 for wanking but would you e113 to- for um do you have to like tint it stuff like you do with headlights I was going to say you, you, you have, have to have a warning triangle have a roaming plan so like if i if i'm wanking to stuff on my phone in Europe, so, do, can I apply my British license to British data, or is it is the moment that I roam that I have to fill in the form? Well, only the wank is the problem, and that yeah. would be very much done in country. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's hard to um, it's hard to wank through a VPN. <laughs> but what if you're like you know driving or on the train? Uh, going mm. through different European countries and you're cracking well, that's one the point of the EU, though, isn't it? it? It's freedom of movement. Oh, okay. So you can um, you can you can just get an EU wide wanking. As long as you, yeah, as long as you're within the EU, you you're, you're absolutely yeah. fine. Um, you know, obviously, if you decide to visit Switzerland, then you you know you got got to do the paperwork. Um, oh. I think I think they accept the license. You just got to like do a declaration before you cross the border. Surely, uh, surely, it's, you're not allowed to be masturbating as you pass in or out of the Schengen zone. Yeah, zone. yeah. that makes sense. Um, I'm not sure what happens with the sort of EEA countries like Norway. Um, they probably have a like a bespoke agreement with the EU for recognising the the wanking. I think it's too cold there to to do it. Yeah, that's I was just thinking that. Sort of self policing. That, that's why they have the saunas. Yeah, the wanking saunas. Yeah. Every sauna is a wanking sauna if you with the right people. <laughs> the wrong people, perhaps. I feel like wanking in a sauna would be uncomfortable. I think it would be impossible. It's sometimes like erotic fiction takes place in saunas and steam rooms, and it is so far fetched yeah, that mean, anyone wouldn't immediately die. The only thing that I can think of is you remember when we went holiday to Turkey and we were trying to play pool, 
and it was basically impossible because it was so humid and like you literally couldn't move the cue yeah. over your hand. Yeah. yeah, that that's basically what it would yes, be like. The, the the friction of the humidity is natural. Well, um, I suppose if you don't put any if you don't put any water on the coals, it's quite dry. So you'd be all right until you. Well, that's probably even worse. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure they must have a solution for this. Like they, they, you know, it, it's a, it's a, must be a long-standing problem. Well, um, is it Norway where they all kill themselves, or is that Sweden? Where it's all the same? I believe it? it's Sweden. I think it's or probably pretty, pretty high up there. I think it's all Scandinavians kill themselves. It's just all dark all the time, so mm. yeah, it's quite miserable. But then, yeah. but then your country works, so that kind of balances it a lot. Say, they have lots of sex and booze and exercise and stuff, which is it's not features of modern Britain. Just no wanking, and they die in the thirties, which actually that's really pretty good. Well, yeah. like, they say they're the thirty, and then like you know, bees have sex once and explode. Like it's just like you you jerk one one out and bang, you're gone. It's that exciting. I'm curious about the statement that bees have sex once and then explode. <laughs> male, male bees. Maybe it's not bees. Drones. Um, but there's, there's one species where, like, basically... <laughs> Is that what you were told when you were younger? And that's, that's why... You- <laughs> that was Sam's <laughs> conversation about the birds and the bees. I think yeah. there's one species where <laughs> basically... Don't ever do it, Daniel. You'll explode. Rips them like, apart. Oh, so bum- bumblebees, right, they sting some. They sting you once and then they die. Whereas Dan's yeah. education was, <laughs> was bees. They <laughs> <laughs> explode. I, I may have got confused with bees and the stinging and, and, the, and the fucking, but there I is a species and what that is, is deadly to... What is a sting if not just a, a good old I think shag. that there is a certain amount of correctness in what Daniel says. Mm. I think it's when... Possible. When um, I think there's always a certain amount of correctness in what he says. When well, maybe bees, accuracy would be a better word than correctness. When queen bees um, mate, what they do is they fly up in the air and go higher and higher, and all of the male bees um, follow. And the ones that aren't good enough to keep up, it, like die of exhaustion. And then the one that that does is successful. Um, they they well, too knackered have, to shagger anyway. They have sex and then I think it dies anyway. Does it explode? Because that was <laughs> that was the word that Daniel used. I mean, probably they do when they hit the ground. I'm not sure about. Or is it like a balloon? So they get to a certain altitude and like the the atmospheric pressure is differential as such. There's going. But it's, there is lots of cases where you've you've passed on your genetic material and that's it. Like all the spiders that get et, or the deeply weird anglerfish. Yeah, but they don't explode, do they? Try not to get eaten, don't they? And me and Adam are living examples of how how that works. I mean, you did get castrated though. Which, but we've we've passed on our genes, which are slowly decaying. I mean, yeah. It's just a slightly slower process and nobody's exploded yet, which is a shame, really. <laughs> I mean, it would be very memorable if you did. be a nice change of pace. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it'd be nice to explode just once, wouldn't it? And uh, you could say you did. But you'd, you'd sort of want to be able to sort of see what got written about you in the paper afterwards, I think is the main downside. 
Lincoln Man explodes. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. There's a um, there's a, a, a species of um, marsupials where the, the men die after sex. But they explode. Um, we're missing well, the, the key part. Everyone seems to be missing is the explosion. I'm going to Google explode after sex and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'll find a very, very exciting website. So the top three headlines are from that are, one, orgasm headache. Why do I feel like that and what causes them? Two, do male honeybees die from climaxing during sex? And then three, penis feels like exploding. Sexual health med help. Oh, yeah, let's read that one. Uh, all right. It's going to ruin my search history. Oh, God. Um, I don't want to read responses. Come on, let's, let's, let's help this chap out. I'm assuming it's a chap. At this so point, there's anything you could do that will ruin your site, your site history, search history. It's probably excessive masturbation. Give your penis a break. I'm having the same that problem is... almost a month. How do you cure it? Maybe your penis feels uncomfortable in the position it is in or the material used when you sleep. You may need to ejaculate some more, or it is an unusual symptom. You may need to consult a a urologist. Uh, And none of those answers were rated as helpful. Just to clarify, you said urologist and not neurologist. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I did think it was a neurologist. Urologist. uh, there's a little um, kind of rat-like creature. Is it explode? He's a marsupial. Well, he dies after non-stop 14-hour sex sessions. So it's very like well, Daily Mail 90s headline, isn't it? Mm. All he needs is a all he needs is a Chelsea shirt, and he could be a Tory MP. Mm. Um, uh, female praying mantis bites heads off spider. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> she's on over it, honest about it, eh, lads? It's quite I'm not sure of, that they are. Quite a lot of little, um, uh, like, mousy-type things. Male slender nice. opossums die after sex. Females die after giving birth. That's really bleak, isn't it? It's really bleak. <laughs> Jesus. How are, they, how are they still there as a species? All of the... Oh, because the babies are fine. All of the babies are just instantly orphans. Isn't that awful? They've got a source of food. <laughs> I suppose you wouldn't know, would you? Yeah. I don't know if they eat meat or not. I don't know. What is a, a possum? That's what Dame Edna Everidge used to call everybody. Uh, well, there's a possum and there's an opossum isn't there yeah is there well that's stupid slightly different i don't know the 